Shabbat Shalom לכולכם. Shabbat Shalom everyone. אני רוצה באמת לברך את כל אלה שנמצאים פה בעולם. I want to bless everyone that's here in the meeting hall today. היום בבוקר אני מאוד שמחתי גם מזה שלואן קרתה מפרשת השבוע. I was very blessed today that uh, Luan read from the Torah portion. Because this is one of the most important aspects now. Because God is our banner. One of his names is the Lord is my banner. And I pray that this morning that that banner will be lifted high above us. We've done it in the worship. And let's continue to do it now also in the message. Let's, let's pray before we turn to the word of God. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity. Father, we thank you that you are God who is faithful. Father, we thank you that you are the one that has created the heavens and the earth and everything around us. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you because there is none like you. Father, Father, we bring before you our hearts this morning. And Father, we ask that you would work in our hearts. Father, that you would speak through your Holy Spirit. Father, that you would change us into your image. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 This morning I wanted to speak about one of the points that we have as disciples. Oh, I, I needed to just organize here just for a minute. <laughs> Do you remember that the disciples of Yeshua, they went with him wherever he went. And they went with him on every assignment as well. They followed after him and they escorted him and they were with him. And so when we see some verses in Matthew chapter 15 and 16, we see one of the time periods that Yeshua had with his service. We see that in these chapters, we see that Yeshua healed, and he also uh, fed food for 4,000 people. And we see that he, he healed many that came to him. He was able to heal the sick, cast out demons, and to speak with the scribes and the Pharisees. And when I look at this list of what he's done, when I say, and I think after this type of ministry that he had, you can be for sure just a little bit tired. And in one point, just to feed 4,000 people, that's not an easy job. Uh, 
And we see here that Yeshua knew and realized that his disciples were a little bit tired. And we know exactly even the way Pastor Danny prayed now. That Yeshua knows our needs even in those little small moments. And we see here that he takes his disciples to the region of Caesarea Philippi. And there he starts to speak to them. I want us to turn now to Matthew chapter 16. כשבא ישוע אל סביבות קיסריה של פיליפוס, שאל את תלמידיו, מה אומרים האנשים השיבו, יש אומרים יוחנן המטביל, אחרים אומרים אליהו, ואחרים ירמיהו או אחד מהנביאים. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But he said to them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Yeshua answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Even though we see that, and we know that the disciples were tired, And Yeshua took them to the side to this little break. He continues to speak into them and teach them. He continues to work on their hearts and their lives. And I believe that he asked them one of the most important questions that's in the life of any believer. What do you think about who I am, Yeshua says. What does this person think about Yeshua? And we see that here that Simon Peter answered very specifically. And this morning I want to really look at this answer. My message is very simple. You can maybe sum it up in four or five words, my message. Yeshua, HaMashiach ben Elohim Chaim. Yeshua is the Messiah, the Son Yeshua of the Living God. Ben Chaim. Yeshua is the Messiah, the ba- Son of the Living God. And we can see that uh, we can maybe put a little bit of emphasis ve- even on a little bit different things. 
And each time this emphasis is on a certain specific important thing because there's nothing extra here. There is nothing here that we can miss. Let's start first with the fact that his name is Yeshua. His name is Yeshua and nothing else. אחד מהדברים שאלוהים באמת שם בליבם של רבים מהמאמינים פה בארץ, בארץ ישראל, זה להכריז את שם של ישוע. is that the believers are very much called to declare the, the name of Yeshua, that he is Yeshua. אנחנו יודעים שהרבנים שינו את השם הזה מישוע לישו. We know that the rabbis have changed his name over the years from Yeshua to Yeshu. וישו בעצם זה ראשי תיבות של ביטוי אחר. Yeshu is an acronym for other words. יימחק שמו וזכרו. That may his name and memory be blotted out. וכל פעם כשמישהו אומר לא ישוע אלא ישו. And every time somebody says Yeshu. instead of Yeshua. He then goes back to the same curse that the rabbis did of may his name and memory be blotted out. And that's why we say that his name is called Yeshua. Not that I, I say that when we say his name is Yeshua that we don't call him by his name in another language. ברוסית אנחנו אומרים איסוס, באנגלית ג'יזוס, באחים הערבים שלנו קוראים לו עיסא, כן? סליחה? יסועה. לא הצליל מה שמשנה. It's not the, 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 the way it sounds that makes a difference. What makes the difference is that we know what his name really is. And we know that an angel of the Lord came to Joseph. We know that an angel of the Lord came to Joseph, who was the, who was the husband of Miriam. And he, this angel said to Joseph, this is the name you should call him. You will call his name Yeshua or Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And the name of our Messiah. הוא אחד שמושיע אותנו מהחטאים שלנו. לישראל היו לא מעט מושיעים. אני חושב שכולם מכירים את גדעון. כולנו גם התנכי. Gidon in the Bible and also our own Gidon here. We had a lot of different saviors or redeemers throughout the land of Israel. They were the same people who worked to save the people of Israel from the people of the land at the time. But there's one and there's one that is not like him at all, only one. He is the only one that will save the people from their sins. 
בגלל זה שמו ישוע, וזה מאוד חשוב. Because this is the reason his name is Yeshua. It's very important. זה לא איזשהו ידוען במקום אחר. It's not something that's uh, different. It's not something that's known differently. זה לא מבשר זה או אחר, עד כמה שגדול וטוב לא יהיה. It's not something that we declare one way or another, even though that's, that's good, but we declare Yeshua. We declare Yeshua that he will save his people from their sins. אנחנו יכולים לקרוא בנביא ישעיה 43, פרק 43, פסוק 3. We can also read from Isaiah 43, verse 3, שהישועה הזו מהחטאים, זה משהו שרק אלוהים יכול לעשות. כי אני אדוני אלוהיך קדוש ישראל מושיעך. Isaiah 43:3 says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. אין שם אחר מתחת לשמיים שבו ניתן לבני אדם להיוושע. And we know that there is no other name given in heaven or on the earth of which men might be saved. אז כאשר אנחנו אומרים מי, מי הוא בשבילנו, So when we say, who is Yeshua or this Christ for us, when we say that for us personally, for each one of us personally, we need to know that our relationships and our approach, when we approach him, we approach the one and only that can save us from our sins. הוא יכול לעשות את זה לא בגלל שהוא פשוט בן אדם טוב. הוא יכול לעשות את זה בגלל שהוא בן אלוהים. ומה ששמעון קיפה אמר, אנחנו קראנו את המילים שלו. הוא אמר שאתה משיח בן אלוהים חיים. לו ישוע לא היה בן אלוהים. If Yeshua was not the son of the living God, he could probably bring a very good message, a good teaching. He could have also been one of the prophets. He could have been one of the leaders of the people. But not the same one that would be able to save the people from their sins. So it's important for us to know that his name is not just Yeshua. אלא שישוע הזה הוא בן אלוהים חיים. But this Yeshua, he is the son of the living God. אנחנו לפני תקופה לא ארוכה, לא מזמן, Not too long ago, אנחנו חגגנו כולנו אחד מהחגים בצורה זו או אחרת, We celebrated in one way or another, חג שבעצם אנחנו יכולים לחגוג אותו כל יום. A holiday that we could actually celebrate every day. Uh, the holiday of Christmas. Uh, many of people call it in different names, but it's the, but the holiday of Christmas. We cannot uh, miss out on the fact that Yeshua came to the world, to the land. He was born as a baby in one of those days. When we come closer to this time frame that many people celebrate as Christmas, one of the 
one of the verses that always uh, comes up in my mind or in my thoughts is a verse from Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. This verse we sing a lot. We know this verse, we know it by memory. But I think it's good if we read it again together, Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, Isaiah 9, 6. And unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. 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 For unto us a child is born. And in this verse, there's such great uh, depth and meaning. For a child is born to us. But the son is not, did not come through the woman. The son is given. The child came in flesh. But the son was before. Because he's not just the son of Miriam. He is the son of the living God. He is the son of the same one that created the heavens and the earth. He is the same uh, son of the one that holds the universe in his hands. He is the son. He is not just the son of man. He is the Son of God. He is Yeshua, the one who saves us. He is the Messiah and Yeshua because he is the Son of God. And we need to know that all of this idea, this concept, this is not something that was born in the mind of the Christians. This is something that the prophets spoke about hundreds of years before Yeshua even came. We don't have time to go into all the scripture verses that talks about Yesh that God has a son. But one of the one places that's very clear is uh, the one of the places is from Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. When we read this verse from Proverbs 30, verse 4, until we come to the end of this verse, Think about who is speaking here. Who is the one who writes this? Who is the one who can do everything that is written here? Proverbs 30, verse 4. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Mm. Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you know? 
מי עשה את כל המעשים האלה? מי על השמיים וירד? Who is the one who has ascended into heaven and came down? Who can even possibly gather all the wind in his hand or in his fists? What is his name? And I believe that the name is, his name is, the answer is very simple. It's God Almighty. He is the only one that can do this. And the person who writes this ask this question. He says, do you know the name of the son that does all this? Do you know the name of the one who does all this and the name of his son? And when we read and speak here in, in this room, we say, yes, yes, we do know the name. His name is Yeshua. His name is Yeshua, the Son of the Living God. It's not somebody else or something else. When we remember these basic truths and foundations, I think it's important for us to know why we have them at all. I believe that one of the things God wants to show us today is that every once in a while we need to go back and we need to fix or work on our foundation. Sometimes we are so stuck on what we're supposed to be doing in the future. We look forward and we say, what does God want us to do? What does he want us to do in the future? One of the things that we can easily miss out on is what are we really putting our foundation on for our life? Especially when you look at what's going on in our land and in our world. What are we coming close to? What could possibly happen? This morning, um, I, we came to the congregation, Vova and his wife, and we started speaking. And we, we were discussing the scripture that says there will come a time uh, that you will need to just uh, run away to the mountains. We see that the scripture says that you won't go into your house to gather anything or grab anything from wherever you're at, you will run into the mountains. So this morning I don't tell you these prophets or prophecies that this is going to happen now, this, this year. But all of a sudden I started thinking about this. If I need to, from the moment, from the place wherever I'm at, from the place where I'm at, that I would just turn around and to go away. What would I take with me? What could I possibly take with me? My smartphone, yes. Because usually on our phone we have like half of our life on there. Yeah, the other day we were talking about when your battery goes down on your phone, you don't even know how to call somebody. 
היו זמנים שאני זכרתי את מספרי טלפון של כל האנשים שראיתי בקשר איתם. היום אני בטוח שאני מכיר וזוכר את מספר הטלפון של אשתי, של הבת שלי ושל אימא שלי. I know for sure that I know these three numbers of my wife, my daughter, and my mother. Or sometimes people say, what's the number of the fax machine? And usually I say, wait, 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 I need to look on my phone. Because there's no reason to remember all of those. But really, when, if we have to run away to the mountains, what would we take with us? And I'm not talking about uh, material things that we could take in our hand. But what do we have in our hearts? What do we have in our hearts that we can take with us for that day? But it's really good for us to start to pay attention to what we have in our hearts. What we can prepare to take with us. One of the things that I, has come up, and I believe it's good for all of us, one of the things that I did after I came and immigrated to Israel, I did this and I continue to do this, is kind of like a spiritual... a spiritual inventory in my life. And I think about what do I have in my past, what do I have for my spiritual inventory? Is this something that's really important uh, for me or not? And I say to myself, if this is not important, then why am I holding on to it? Maybe there's something new that God wants me to hold on to instead. Maybe something that I didn't know in the Ukraine when I was growing up, but something that I learned here. Maybe it's something that it's important for me to learn to keep in my heart here. And one of the things that I say is important, and you should really keep, keep it and, and take care of it. It's really this very simple truth. Who is Yeshua for me and my personal life? Maybe everything else is important, but this is one of the most important. Do I have this truth deep in my heart? What is worthwhile from everything else that I have? We can know from the scriptures that this truth, that Yeshua is our Messiah, the one who is Messiah, the Son of the living God, this is the rock that we can build on. I've already said there is no other name given unto man by which we may be saved. וגם רוצה להוסיף ולומר שבאמת אין גם יסוד אחר בחיים של כל אחד מאיתנו. הביטויים של האמונה הזו בחיים שלנו יכולים להיות שונים. אתם זוכרים שבאיגרת אל הקורינתים שליח שאול הוא כותב אל תלמידיו, אל קהילה שהוא ייסד שם. Paul was speaking 
לאחד שיש לו יסוד, ואז על היסוד הזה הוא בונה את הבית שלו. So in 1 Corinthians 3 we, we read about how uh, there is a foundation and upon this foundation the person builds his house. So on this foundation we can lay many things. One person can lay with gold or precious stones. Another one can lay with straw or with hay or with wood. אני מדבר עליי אישית. אני כל כך מרוכז על ממה אני בונה. שכל כך בקלות אפשר לפספס על הנקודה הזו שעל מה אני בונה. That it's, it's so important for me and sometimes I might miss what I'm building on. ויכול להיווצר רושם שמה שחשוב זה לעשות ולבנות. Sometimes we all get into our mind frame that it's important that we do and that we build. Don't misunderstand me here. Yes, it is important to build this. But what we really see here from Paul, that it doesn't matter how beautiful or glorified your house is, or how you אם אתה לא בנית אותו על יסוד, נכון. אבל אם אתה לא בנית אותו על יסוד, נכון. Then we know that in time God will come and he will shake everything. We remember and we see in uh, Matthew chapter 7 when Yeshua is speaking on the Sermon on the Mount. We remember that Yeshua said there is a house that is built on the rock and one that is built on the sand. So we see really we realize that both of these houses, they're not so different, those houses. And the way that these houses, the, the things that these houses went through is not so different. But what really is different and what makes the difference is, yes, the foundation. The foundation, we, we have to check really carefully what is the foundation of our life. Is it possible that our actions have become our foundation? במי אנחנו עושים את זה? Has it become important to us or more important that what we do is more important than in who we do it? Have we gotten to the point that what I'm doing every day that it has become its own purpose and plan? I'm sure that there are people like this in this world. But I'm sure that Yeshua wants us to ask this question. We have come in now to the new year. We've come into new seasons. But we see here also that Pastor Peter spoke to us about um, new beginnings and what God wants to do in our lives. But when we come into this new spot, 
אני, אני בטוח שזה תמיד תמיד טוב וכדאי לבדוק את היסוד. I believe it's always important to come in and check what is the foundation. One of the people in Karim El, Arya Klein. One of his specialties of Arya Klein is foundations, checking the foundation. And a wise builder before he continues on to build his house, before he adds another uh, level in his house, he checks the foundation. And this is what we need to be doing once in a while. Maybe not just at the first of the year, but throughout, many times throughout the year. But also it's good at the beginning of the year. In um, 1 Corinthians, the ones that we read about earlier, we see that um, Paul puts something very important emphasis on this. We can make mistakes. It's possible that we do have built with uh, wood or hay or straw. And even if it's a very small part of what we've built, it can be burned up anyway. And I don't say that, it's, it's, that we should do it like this. But if we have a foundation, but if this foundation in our life, if we have Yeshua, the Son of the Living God, if we have personal relationship with Him, even if all of our mistakes and all of our, our craziness and things that we've gone through, if it burns up, but we read also that we will still be saved because of our relationship with him. Look in, the, in a maybe proper way. Yes, we will be saved. It's important that we have a, a special, proper foundation. And pay attention that this foundation, on this foundation, we build with gold and silver and precious stones. Because this way we can bring uh, fruit, fruit in our life here and fruit for the, the kingdom of heaven. What is the, one of the other reasons that we need to know that Yeshua is our foundation? What is another reason that we need to know that Yeshua is the Son of the living God? Because he is the source of everything. God did not call us to any other place except the place of where Yeshua is. I shared not too long ago with the staff here at Or Carmel. Uh, the verses from Colossians. Uh, the verses from Colossians. 
זה, 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 זה דומה לבריאת האדם. It's like the, the creation of man. כאשר אדם נברא, אשתו חווה הייתה בו. When we see that, the, that creation was built and Adam and Eve were built into that, we see that Eve was, was taken from Adam's rib. And we see that God took that rib from Adam and made Eve and she was made in the image of Adam. We, we see that we are all in this universe. We are created in Yeshua, the Son of the Living God. And even the same image that we see of Adam and Eve. We see that God took Eve and brought her to Adam. And so we, therefore, we wait for that moment that God will take us, those of us who have been created in Him, those of us who have been saved in Him, and He will bring us to Him, because we are His bride. Are we waiting in expectation for that time that Yeshua will come as the groom? Maybe I've shared this example with you before. I believe that most men will agree with me. That all of the, this whole thought of being a bride is not so easy for a bride, for the bride herself. For men, it's not something that we grew up with, of how it would be. But for the women, it's something that you grew up with all of your life. From a very early age, you waited to see how you would be as a bride. And even my two daughters, Vova says, they think and they talk about what it will be like, what it will be like at my wedding. And so we bring them back to reality and say, look, let's go back to school and all of this, because they're still at a young age. And so all of this uh, preparation, usually it's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then I'm going to have a wedding. And then what am I going to have for family? And I think it's very um, healthy for the, the young girls to think like this. And yes, it's true for us as men. Them as men, you all as men. We also need to think about this. Especially when it comes to the point that when we see that our bridegroom is Yeshua. What does it mean to be his, his bride? Do I really have that true desire and passion for that moment that I will meet him face to face? We see that John says that God will take his bride and bring him, in to, bring him to Yeshua. Are we waiting for that moment? And I believe this, this expectation comes about from the point 
that we believe and know that Yeshua, He is the Son of the Living God for me. He is the one came down from heaven for me. Just for me. And he took me to a completely different place from darkness into light. From the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Amen. And he wants that I would be in him. I believe that we don't know the, the, the fullness of, of this <laughs> meaning to be his bride. Um, we see that the Apostle Paul is uh, very important when he talks about all of his desire and passion for the Lord. We see that his passion for the Lord is, is through all of his scriptures and the teachings and the, the words that he wrote down in his epistles. We see that for the Apostle Paul, the service to the Lord was, was everything for him. And maybe it was even beyond. Maybe some people would think, oh, he went over above his, his thought of, of being everything for the Lord. But he had this revelation from the Lord. He had this revelation of who is God for him. He had a revelation of what is the salvation for him, who is Yeshua for him. He had this revelation from what hole or pit that God took him. What type of deep pit God took him from. And to what light he brought him to. I want to share with you just a couple of scriptures in closing. Philippians 3.8, these are scripture verses that we know very, very well. ועוד פעם, באמת, אני... היום אין לי ציפייה לגלות לכם איזשהו דבר חדש. ואני כמעט ובטוח שכל מילה שאמרתי, אתם יודעים. אבל אולי קצת רוצה אני להיות דומה לאותו כיפם. שבאיגרת שלו הוא כותב ואומר, אני כותב לכם את זה שוב. That in, in his word, in what he wrote, he writes, I, I write this to you again, and I'm going to say this to you again and again and again, for as long as it's needed. Because there are things that are... Um, there are things that, that are necessary so that we can take the next step. And one of, one of the things for us is that we would know who is Yeshua for us, personally. We see that in Philippians 3.8, uh, the way that he... Declares his, he declares and he says, yes, indeed, yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Messiah. 
Amen. And we see here more than once what Paul says. We see here that he says that the things that I have, they're, they're counted as rubbish or trash. My knowledge, my degrees, my background. All, all of this is counted as rubbish. He doesn't just say this for no reason. He counted it as rubbish. And we need to understand that these things on their own are not rubbish. But when these things stand in the way of us going to Yeshua, and when these things become more important than Yeshua, then Paul says, I'm willing to, to, to throw it all away. Then he says, I'm willing to give up on everything, to throw all of this away. It doesn't matter my life. It doesn't matter that I'm Jewish. It doesn't matter that I'm the tribe of Benjamin. Or, or I was all of these other things. If one of these things keeps me from knowing Yeshua, then I give up, I, I get rid of it all. Then I count them as rubbish. Then I can give up on everything else that I had because I have something that is above and beyond. And, and what is this, what is this that, I, that I want? What I want is to know the knowledge of Messiah, Yeshua, Son of the living God. We can know a lot of things. But just like Miriam, we need to know one thing. And this one thing that's more important than anything else. Who is Yeshua for me? Today I want to pray together with you. Pray together that God will continue to check our foundations. What is in the center of our life? Is it really Yeshua? Or, any, or anything else? Maybe I've built a great plan or program. Maybe something started to already help make me successful. But the same question still arains. Does this thing take the place of Yeshua? And my prayer is, is that Yeshua, Yeshua the Messiah, the same one who is Son of the Living God, the same one that uh, this revelation comes to us by the Holy Spirit, that he will continue to be the center of our life. Let's pray. Let's stand. Let's stand. And we bring before the Lord our, our hearts. Hallelujah. Father, we come before you, 
Father in heaven, we come before you. With a simple request, uh, like your children. We want you. We want you in our life. We want you in our life more than anything. Father, I ask for myself and also for my brothers and sisters here. Father, that you would look at our hearts now, the heart of each one of us. And Father, if there's anything in our heart or in our life that stands between you and I, Father, even if this, this thing is a really good thing and there's no sin in this thing, maybe we have allowed this one thing to take an improper place in our life. Maybe this is a thing that's taking it a different spot. Father, we do not look for or search for personal honor or honor from somebody else or respect from somebody else. Father, I pray that these words of Paul that these words would be um, a prayer for all of our lives. That we would consider all things as loss because of what we have gained. Because of the things that we have gained through Messiah Yeshua. And because of him, we can consider all things as rubbish. In order to know him, to know him, to know him in his power, and to know him in the suffering. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.